0: Hi, Hi everybody, every, hey, hey, guys. guys this, is this is episode 174 <laughs> of Bat and Spider live coming at you in 3D. Uh oh. Live. Let's take it from the top. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? This is Dale and Spider, <laughs> <laughs> episode 174. This is going to be like that episode of
1: space goes coast to coast when they break the gas pipes (laughs) and things just start getting weird.
0: This week for the show, before I get off the rails completely, Dr. X is our feature announced in, in the discord. Chuck, uh, Pick that movie. Yeah, so it's a this, chuck pick.
1: Yeah, everyone, get your daggers out. It's my. It's one of. It's something I would pick. Yeah,
0: yeah. Doctor X. We were just talking. We were just discussing off air how maybe it's be, Maybe you guys are better off without us. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you said it. I, I thought
1: that was a private conversation, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let's just pull the bandaid off. At least have a conversation about it. It's maybe it's just better if we talk about it,
0: you know? Open the dialogue to the possibilities. It it was wild. (laughs) I'm being done. I'm being done. Yeah. Being done a month. Right? Yeah. It was, um, I honestly didn't think about it too much. I think I was
1: just, I I just reverted right into my pre bat and spider days. I was
0: like, okay. Yeah. Honest, honest to God, if I was home, just forget about that thing. Yeah. If I was home, it would be just like, Oh yeah. Like, of course I don't do a podcast. I haven't never done a podcast. (laughs) Like this is what my Monday behavior, my Monday (laughs) nights are always done doing whatever I, it was, I know what you mean there. I do know what you mean, but I wasn't, but I was nice right down a little bit. I mean, (laughs) Oh my
1: God. You were a little bit busy. I mean, you
0: were—you
1: weren't even—you weren't at home, so you couldn't like really
0: enjoy know what it felt like at home. I feel like I feel like I need a month off from podcasting because <sighs> I it. took the vacation. For
1: let's ta- let's stop recording.
0: Let's just keep going, Dale. Let's let you have a month off.
1: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I could use another month off. So let's just let's just take another one. Yeah. I can see me. the crags the crags around your eyes the eye wrinkles yeah. they've probably uh, grown since you've seen me last. They're pleading
0: for another month yeah but but it's good to be back I'll tell you what it feels great to be back yeah and you know who else who, you know who else um, thinks it's great to be back Ron Jimenez real Latino himself he watched Dr X Dr X is Michael Kurt is the most versatile director of all time. I wasn't expecting so much slapstick to be mixed in with the horror. It was also fun to see some sets and cast members that would get immediately recycled in wax museum. Not a bad way to spend a Sunday morning. There you go. Three stars. That's funny. Cause we,
1: did I pick this last October to watch this movie? The, the uh, wax museum Mur-
0: murders, whatever that's called. That's a good quite, We definitely picked it. I think we I definitely did. Definitely watched it.
1: And I I too was like, oh my God. I mean, it's the I realize it's the same director, same two stars, Faye Ray and uh Lionel Atwell. Mm. Same two uh two strip color process. So. Good eye.
0: You do the math. You do the math. I probably wouldn't have picked it. Now, when I was poking around, Chuck, now I want you to pull out your little notepad of of notes that you take mm, and yeah. and when you picked Doctor X, were you aware of the return of Doctor X and what no. are the wh- How is it tangentially related to Doctor X? I have no idea because I can I I see Bogey is in it. Are they there? Are they actually
1: related? These two movies. Whoa. Uh, okay, I see it. Nineteen thirty nine. Wow. Tangentially. Huh. Interesting. Yeah.
0: We got to watch this. Got to watch it now. No clue. God, it's only 62 minutes. Oh, <sighs> yeah, that's the stuff right there.
1: <sighs> huh. Wow, I had no no idea. Sometimes they get one past me, Dale.
0: Yeah, sure. And then in 1967, The Revenge of Dr. X. Oh, what? what is going on here? Wow. Oh. They had a whole... Uh,
1: I had a a franchise going here. I didn't even know it. Then Stan Lee comes along and said, hey, that's a pretty good name, Dr. Xavier.
0: Right. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Doctor. I'll call it the Dr. X-Men. Who sings that song, Where Do We Go From Here? Uh, Yes. Celine Dion? Yes, you're right. John Anderson. Rick Wakeman. Where Do We Go From Here? I don't know that song. Where do we go from here, Bat Midler? Chuck, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? You want to catch up on a month's worth of life? Do you want to pretend like this month didn't happen? Well, I mean, we could cut. We could remind everyone that you've been a you've been away for a month,
1: so you're uh, we can uh, well, we can make excuses for our behavior this episode and why we're both not at um, operating at our usual eighty percent. Dale is jet lagged. Um, it's like, what 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 is it on Italy time? It's like, like three in the morning, something like that. Yeah, it's ten o'clock right it's now. It's four in the morning. It's four in the morning. Wow. So you're yeah, your brain is a, probably half mush. And me, Dale, I'm I'm recovering from my second bout of COVID. Oh uh, God. In three months. In three months within the three month time span. I had
0: it twice. It sucks. And the two times you, you've left your house. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the two times you take a chance.
1: Yeah. It's going (sighs) to, it's going to get you, get you. Uh, it
0: sucks. And
1: I'm exhausted. I feel somewhat normal. Like I finally don't feel feverish and stuff, but Yeah. It's, that's uh, that's about as good just as it ex- gets. Oh, I'm exhausted, Dale, for no yeah. reason. Yeah, I sleep forever. I wake up and I feel like I'm ready to take a nap after breakfast. Right. You know, just ugh, It's just nothing. It's just I feel like my arms are made of uh, gummy worms. I live in sweatpants now, like because there's no point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's like uh you're in a you're in the, it sounds like you're in a mental state where an old man is gonna come to you and and pay you to do whatever you want for the next week before he pay before you have to jump into a volcano to appease the pony woo <laughs> My God is that the plot to Joe versus the volcano that's why I would do this <laughs> Chuck when I went to Italy when I started yeah I started my journey. I start I started a little note notepad to cut, to write down all the bits I was going to have. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I got 4 down before <laughs> I gave up on the dream. All right. Should we make this stretch for uh 4 weeks?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my first note. Drank so much mineral water my urethra needs a descaling. <laughs> Oh my God, are you are you a comedian? Did you or were did you go to Italy
1: with the intention of, hey, I'm gonna did I'm I take, gonna take notes, but also they're gonna be in the vein of
0: yeah. stand-up comedy. Did I did I take a, a master class? Did I get a two for one master class and watch it all in my time in Italy? Wow. To become a comedian?
1: Oh my god. Dale, yeah, that was good. I'm not gonna lie. I would never lie to you. That was good. Keep that one. Thank you. Thank you. My second note. Pooping in a wide funnel. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that the shape of the toilet you, you were pooping in at the time?
0: That's the shape of every toilet in Italy. <laughs> I don't remember but, that, but I believe you. But the pro- the problem is the, 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 the narrow neck of the funnel is not lined up with your A with your A. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're just slamming like (laughs) slumpy chunks down on the side of like a, an almost flat bowl. Uh, Yeah. And, and uh, you got to just hope that the water pressure and the, and the, the volatility of the toilet water, (laughs) you know, just shakes it all loose and down into the hole. Yeah. And, sometimes Chuck, you may just have to like make a little toilet paper patch and cover up the spot after the first or second <laughs> flush because nothing's happening. Cause you can't That's, stand there all day. You gotta, you know, your kids yeah. are waiting to see the, see something. You see some yeah. Roman ruins somewhere. You gotta finish up. If you're staying in somebody's house, they're wondering like, why are you oh, wasting yeah. all their water to, oh, yeah, to yeah. you know, to flush their toilet. Judging
1: you, uh, your American ways, whatever you're doing.
0: Right. Number three, scenarios in my head if I saw an Eagles fan or a Phillies fan. (laughs) Because I was wearing Eagles hats and Phillies hats. Yeah. So, three quarters of my mental space was consumed with how am I going to react in the moment where I get recognized. Like, do I go balls to the wall? Yeah. Do you... take your top off and go screaming at them and right. chest bump. And like reveal like the numbers painted on my chest. Yeah. Like how do we bond in the moment that we are recognized, we recognize each other.
1: Cause it would be special. It wouldn't be like you're in, you know, back home
0: and and another yeah, and schmuck like, in a, an Eagle's hat. You're right. And the, and the poor SOB next to me is like eating horse poop because he lost <laughs> a bet. This is, we're in Italy in a sea of people who don't even know what we have on our heads. Yeah. But we know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: did it, and I'm am guessing it that didn't happen, the
1: magic didn't happen where you saw someone.
0: Well, <laughs> you know when it when it came down to it, when brass tacks, yeah, I didn't get to act so goofy that you know I needed to occupy my brain space. But I did see a couple different people with a Phillies hat on. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. But it was very subdued, Chuck. It, I did not need to like mm. spend time, spend cycles. Okay. All right. My fourth uh, note, fourth and last, tight drawstring shorts. Because <laughs> of, of late, I've gotten into this mode where I'm not wearing button up shorts, shorts with buttons. I've 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 graduated into like comfy athletic Mm. shorts with drawstrings. Yeah. But I put a coin, I put a a wallet, I put anything, I put a phone in my shorts and they just immediately start getting pulled down my legs, my tree trunk thighs. Mm -hmm. So because constantly my big belly is just constantly pushing down. So I have to tie the drawstrings so tight. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm like definitely carving my body in two in twain from top and bottom. So then when I'm standing at a urinal, I'm like a little baby boy because I got to like pull all my whole shorts all the way (laughs) down to my knees.
1: And also you're probably like cutting your, your bladder in half and you're waiting for the blood to rush back. Oh, to, oh, completely.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, uh the the uh, the waistband is like cutting into uh, any sort of um P tubes that I might exactly. have. Yeah. And I'm trying to like loosen the P tubes, otherwise, you know, I, I definitely, I'm only getting half a stream. I think tightness of uh shorts or
1: pants definitely has an effect on my digestive tract. And Melissa rolls her eyes at me constantly when I bring Melissa. This up. Please, it's true. Uh, just just last night, I I, I pooped th- uh, three times yesterday, and I was like, "That's it. I'm changing my pants," and I felt better.
0: <laughs> and then it was probably you know if you had the right pants on, you would have probably had one. Yeah, I would have had
1: one normal movement, but because it, these were too tight, they were uh, spandex waist. Oh, same situation you're going to, you know, it was, uh, it was messing up the works, you know, things weren't flowing naturally. They were being interrupted. Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe, you know, it's, you know. Yeah. So, so that was Italy in a nutshell
1: for me. That's fantastic, Dale. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I I was jealous the whole time. I wished I was there. Wish I could be with you in Italy. Wish I could just be in Italy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I can c- congratulate you, and you know, it's. I know it's. It's a nice vacation, but it's also. It's not just you know no one, no one's holding your hand you're, uh, you know, you're part yeah. in the family halfway across the world that's uh, oh yeah, that's a uh, that's a monkey on your it's back
0: taxing yeah, you're like sack Claus taxing. the sack, to come home to you know customer service to come home to orderly people making lines and, an orderly fashion, mm. you know, it, it was like uh it was a godsend to be home. You told me about you, you were break the wall. You were telling me about
1: that experience mm-hmm. of you, of some flight shenanigans and how uh, the local people wouldn't line up in an orderly manner at customer <laughs> service. It. <laughs> and it was just, a yeah. mob. And I, I had that same experience. I had a... Where was I? I was, uh, I was on Aeroflot, which is the Russian airline. My flight oh, got canceled. And they just... They kept us at the gate for like three hours. Didn't tell uh. us a damn thing. And finally, at like four in the morning, when they're like, okay, it's canceled. Uh, <laughs> the mob of people that rushed the customers. I was... I. I'd never seen anything like this. I couldn't believe it. Oh my God, man. Yeah. You know, every, every country's got their own, you know, we do, we do things in America that I'm sure the Europeans will look at and disgust. Maybe, maybe. Yes. Maybe. I haven't found any, but right. Right. But we have, we have line hygiene. We do. We have a little bit more. uh, Yeah. No uh, shame about that. Probably, you know, we've all been to elementary school and half the half of elementary school is lining up single file. Like that is half your day is spent getting that drilled into you that we line up in lines. We're quiet about it. Uh, budding is a huge topic of contention even within, even, even with the teachers not involved, like within the, the, the children there, they have yeah. to wrestle that
0: out, you know? Oh yeah, a, they, a they, they self-regulate. I mean, yeah, they they self regulate. I mean, it's important. It's important.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I guess they don't teach that in in the uh, the younger grades. I don't think they do. I don't know anywhere else. I think they do. Yeah. Probably because you know when when we landed on Plymouth Rock, when we started composing, <laughs> you know, declarations of independences, it was founded on the idea that cues and orderly fashion. <laughs> would be how we were going to start our country of ours, you know. Like this is the reason. This and is we're not going to use we have the, the word space anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the space for lines. That's number that one. It? Was that the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're gonna make wide roads. We're gonna have bigger when buildings. Form lines, large
0: hallways. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it's gonna be it's it's uh this is how we start fresh everywhere else in the world 5,000 years old right here this is year zero for us this is how we do it right you know that's what that's what the pilgrims were thinking wow if this is true this is really gonna change my
1: thinking about how I view our uh home country this is gonna improve my outlook if this is true cause this is something I can get behind <sighs>
0: It wasn't about all that other stuff, you know. No taxation.
1: <laughs> uh, gosh, well, I I just stayed home. I had a bunch of stuff happen. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot. I watched a lot of stuff when it, when you get COVID, Dale. That's like it becomes your job, right? You just watch stuff.
0: So, I got to tell you, you know, I to, yeah. to keep to keep eyes on the discord and to see this, uh, the the letterboxed feed channel. I mean, you are active, my friend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Active. There were, there, there, there were some days where I broke through cause Melissa had it too. So we, we were both down and out and I broke through the, the reality. <laughs> I, I, it was something being sick where I could break through the reality TV slash wrestling, um, usual things that we watch, you know? Probably because we had way <laughs> yeah. more, much more time in front of the TV than usual, so I was, you know, I, I, I nudged our way to watching movies like the old days. <laughs> right. We used to always watch movies. We never watch movies anymore. But yeah, we just started. Oh man, three movies a day. It felt I felt alive, Dale. Oh my gosh! I know there's these letterbox heavy hitters who do this, who do three movies uh, every day of their life. Well.
0: Yeah. They think they're, you know, they Yeah, right. Like I said, yeah. Yeah. New I got news for the beautiful but people of the world. <clears throat> <laughs> but I tell you what
1: I do want to mention this this 19 this Disney's first live action feature, this Treasure Island from 1950. I watched this twice. Twice. Um, once was on my own and I just I kept talking about it and I was like, "Melissa, you got to watch." And I finally <laughs> she was right. like, "Okay, okay, I have to watch this."
0: So, we're we so watched, beside yourself, you you need you need <laughs> Melissa to believe in in what you've seen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh I think part of my part of my fascination with this movie is also tied in with the documentary about Robert Crumb that I <clears throat> I haven't seen in a long ass time but uh it was very formative in my wanting to be a cartoonist. And his um, Crumb's older brother, Crumb's older brother Charles Crumb, was obsessed. Well, all three brothers were obsessed with this movie, but especially the the eldest it was obsessed with Treasure Island after it played on TV for the first time. And he would like, you know, he he made a a fake crutch and like wore his mom. They they made a, a pirate hat out of one of their mom's hats, and he, I think he wore his mom's coat. He would just walk around the neighborhood as uh, Captain John Silver, um, just like obsessed over it, and and the, like the relationship between John Silver and uh, the kid Jim Jim Hawkins, like and they would do comic like their their teenage comics. They would do it was were all Treasure Island based and all this stuff, and he you know Charles it, it's he like he mentally declines like and it doesn't end well for him, but. Uh, I was always fascinated mm-hmm. with his fascination with this movie. And and it's also like, it's a really good movie. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm probably not bringing any big revelations here, but it's a, it's a solid movie. And it's probably like, I'm all, I'm the kind of guy, you know, me, Dale, me and pirate movies where I, I want to like pirate movies. I get excited about pirate movies, but they always disappoint me. I'm always like, this is not, this is not good. Yeah. But this one, this in one somewhere. works really yeah. well. I love it. It's got everything. Hmm. And I think also from what I read, the um, what's his name? The uh, Robert Newton who plays uh, John Silver. He's like, if you want to blame anyone for like talk like a pirate day and the way people do pirate impressions, it's apparently it's his fault. Like he basically created the voice and the look uh, for like the stereotypical pirate. Are you serious? That's what this is what I've read right now. Yeah. Yeah. It all stems from this movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, Does it's, Melissa it's a great watch. Yeah. I told her all about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's good. It's good. It's great. It's so fun. It's so good. And it's like, and it's, you're, you're like going in, Oh, it's a Disney movie. It's not, but Dale spoilers little Bobby Driscoll shoots, I think he shoots two men in the face in this movie. <laughs> Damn. And they show Bobby, it. They show Bobby it. Driscoll. My <laughs> God. It's pretty rad. It's a great movie. Wow. Yeah.
0: Huh. There you go.
1: Um. Yeah. What else? Oh, Dale, I, I put on that. I found myself on the, the family ties, Pluto channel. I watched so much Family Ties. <laughs> I, it was like... Uh, Did you really? Yeah, being beamed to like... Yeah. Like, I probably haven't watched it since I was like four or five when it was on, you know? When it was just like, you know, sure. one of three channels. Yeah, I watched Family Ties, of course. Um, But it, it's cool getting all the politics now. Like, I, I, I knew like Alex Keaton was like a young Republican, but like, now watching it, it's like, oh yeah, okay. His parents were like hippies and he's a young Republican, but they mm-hmm. they get along, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but yeah. Still have a crush on Mallory, wow. though. Mallory's Nick. the best. Love Mallory.
0: Oh, and Nick. Oh my god. Tell me about like you're seeing Nick now as a as a grown up. Is Nick okay. right for Mallory? Um oh yeah, totally. Oh, I could see them having a great
1: loving relationship and having it work out. I think, yeah, as a kid, I don't know what I felt of Nick. I was probably a little scared of him.
0: Uh, yeah, a sure. Bit.
1: But, but this time around, yeah, I thought it was great. He makes, uh, he, he collects garbage and makes art and, uh, he just loves Mallory for who
0: she is. That's it. What else do you need? That's beautiful. Yeah. Cause I don't really remember. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember Mallory like other than being Mallory, you know, and having a crush on her. I don't remember what she was in the, in the show. Oh. Cause it's been oh, so long, I'm glad you, know, you like, brought this up. Cause exactly. That was
1: a learning thing for me. That, that, that's the thing that doesn't track. It still doesn't track for me when I watch it now. She's supposed to be a ditz and uh, Alex is always making fun of her for being dumb. Mm-hmm. And I never got that as a kid. I didn't understand that. That was like the dynamic. Cause I think she just doesn't, she doesn't give that off that vibe off. Like she wasn't playing like, yeah, your bimbo character, you know, it was more of like, she just didn't care about that stuff. She was just more into fashion and, and whatnot. I don't know. And hanging out with her friends, but I don't know. Wikipedia says there's some episode where she, uh, takes an IQ test and scores higher than Alex. So
0: there you go. Oh, wow. You gotta, you gotta wait for that one to loop back around on Pluto. I know. You know? Yeah. Did you know they,
1: they take these channels away, though? The, the, the Family Ties channel went away. But I can still just watch it on demand. wherever. I think they cycle through. I think once they play the whole series a couple times and they, like, switch it out for another show.
0: They spin up the channel and then they take it down, you're saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy how fast they get through seven seasons, by the way. I I can only imagine. can only imagine. Yeah. I, um... Geez, I remember family, I watch, you know, daily, Family Ties was a daily thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Tom Hanks, Uncle Tom Hanks, uh, drinking, drinking vanilla extract and smacking Alex B. Keaton <laughs> across the <laughs> Tom kitchen. Tom Hanks
1: was on an episode. I didn't see that one.
0: Yeah. He was an alcohol. He was like an alcoholic. He was, uh, Whoa. and he was like stealing, he like took the vanilla extract out of the cabinet and was drinking it because he needed <gasps> a fix. And then. Alex tried to wrest a little away from him and he slapped Alex. He slapped wow. him. Wow. Was this a very special episode? Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I think it was very special. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you know, family ties hit, hit on some stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That That's another thing. Like I don't, I'm not a, I don't watch sitcoms now. So I, I'm not, I'm not qualified to answer this question, but like stuff like that, like, and there's an episode, yeah. it's, it's a, uh, it's a uh, Steven and Elise's uh, anniversary and the whole episode, they're arguing like they're, they're just in a fight they can't get out of. And I was like, man, this is like, it's like uncomfortable to watch. And I was like, is this like, do they yeah. still do this in sitcoms? where they like kind of mirror like actual serious family <laughs> problems like this and don't shy away from yeah. it? You know, like, is that a thing that's yeah, happens? right? I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't watch the big bang theory. I don't know these questions. Or I don't know these answers. I can I can remember an episode where like a bl- a black family moves into the neighborhood and property values mm. are like plummeting in the neighborhood like people are complaining about oh property God. values and stuff like that. Like that's crazy. This is crazy stuff on this, yeah. you know, Happy Go Lucky yeah. Family Ties. But it's good. It's good to talk about it. It's yeah, it's good stuff to like bring it out and get it get people talking about it, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Jeez, are well, we are we ties. doing uh family ties for our Saturday pat- podcast episodes I don't know but it also uh it, it there's a new there's a new uh
1: Michael J Fox documentary that I was trying I couldn't get Melissa to watch it I kept getting uh, thwarted every time I went to try and put this thing on oh yeah but I knew I was like nah, if right. hell was here I'd muttered I'd mutter to my older uh, you know Melissa's on one side of me I'm muttering to my shoulder like, Dale's here. He'd want to watch the Michael J. Fox. <laughs> He'd watch me. <it>.
0: Hey. <laughs> Melissa's just flipping between below deck and below deck, uh, <laughs> Australia, you know, it's like, go find him. Go get Dale. <laughs> <laughs> go ask Dale. Oh, I love her. I love her, Dale. I'd watch it with you. We would be sobbing. No. Yeah. Watching this. Oh, oh my God. Wouldn't be able to handle it.
1: Um, God, we're, we've been the Dale. Let's, let's, let's groove. Let's move into we've it. We've been playing enough,
0: right? We've been playing enough catch up. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat. Before we get into Dr. X, we Chuck had this great idea that for the month of October, we watch little spooky shorts.
1: Yeah. Spooky. Shorts. And that's what uh spooky
0: shorts. <laughs> that's what I'm wearing. That's right. Chubbies. now. Chubbies. Yeah. <laughs> Shirt. um <laughs> so we're gonna try to talk about a short that we watch uh and this this week it wasn't announced but I don't know if it's something that we want to announce beforehand so everybody else can watch um uh, we'll announce that in the discord
1: yeah we could do that
0: yeah uh this week dopey dicks the three Stooges <laughs> Chuck <laughs> You you had I'm us watch this, Dopey Dicks.
1: yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. My original idea was like, oh, we got to watch three stooges all month. All right, <laughs> we're gonna do four episodes. But I, I we'll see it. We'll see how Dopey Dicks goes uh, if we do Yeah stooges. But yeah, I don't know. Something's in the air. I, you know, uh, three Stooges I've been wanting to like get back into them. Uh I haven't <clears> really <throat> sat down to watch them since they were probably on cable as a child, but I love them. I love them. Who, you know, the, it's the three yeah. stooges. I, I, I want to have some laughs. So I looked up There's They have quite a few spooky tinged episodes. Um, and this one happened to fit in great with Dr. X. Uh, it, it's the, the basic rundown is our, our three guys, they're cleaning an, uh, a detective's office, like a private eye. And, uh, a woman runs in who's running for her life, and she assumes they're all private detectives, and they don't—they don't correct her. Um, but of course, of course, they want to take. Of course, they want to take on this role. They, you know, they, that's that's what they do. They're the three stooges. They're going to be privatized now, and they—they they end up at a, right. a, a they're big house, live the dream. A big, yeah, a big spooky house to rescue the girl. Uh, but inside the house, there's a mad doctor who's creating an automaton but the it's too it doesn't have a head and uh, i guess he's not smart enough to make a robot head so he decides he needs a human head and uh that's right when the three stooges show up so of course they become uh, <laughs> head fodder for this mad doctor and uh and boy we get to watch uh <clears throat> the doctor and his minions chasing the boys around uh hallways and bedrooms and living rooms galore uh until the galore. Uh, the final conclusion yeah
0: But, uh, oh, this is a shemp episode, by the way, in case you're wondering. The eternal question. Um, now to put myself out there, I, you know, as my history, I have a, of, I want to say I have a deep history with the three stooges, but I I have a, probably an early history with the three stooges. My dad, when I beat my dad's on Sundays, Fox 29, they would play three stooges for like two or three hours on Sunday mornings. Uh, I watched the three stooges all the time. And if you had asked me then, I was probably a curly man. Yeah, but I th- and and full and full disclosure, this is the first episode of The Three Priestess I've probably watched in thirty years, thirty plus years. Oh, cool. Um, but it felt good to be back. But I think you know an older, wiser Dale. Uh, it, my comedy would probably more align with a shemp. Interesting, interesting. And so maybe you,
1: you felt a kinship with shemp a little bit more
0: yeah this episode and i think looking back in my mind like shimp obviously they're all about all of them are about physical comedy but whereas curly is the loud boisterous in your face physical comedian for the most part this episode at least shimp is more like uh you know aware he's like saying comedy he yeah, he's
1: almost like uh he's almost the everyman stooge shemp. Like he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have a shtick other than his long greasy hair. Um Yeah. But his like delivery he doesn't really have like an exaggerated delivery of his lines. Like he's yes. just he's just sort of a more even
0: tempered uh kind of right. guy. He's more of an everyman. And and his comedy can come from uh, his timing and his reactions to like to what he's saying, rather than just like spinning on the floor. Not that I don't love curl. Not that I don't love every one of the Stooges, but I think you know, like yeah. Shemp's more of Shemp's comedy can come from what he says and how he reacts to things verbally, rather than like uh, you know a curly in your face, like you know reaction, physical reaction. But yeah. I again, this is the first one I've watched in 35 years but it was good to watch the friggin' three stooges again, you know?
1: Yeah. I think this say? is a later one. Cause the boys are looking a little ragged. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I did notice that. I think that's yes. fair to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially Larry. I feel like Larry got it. He didn't get a ton to do in this episode and he, he seemed like, I don't know. He seemed a little like, not that he was slurring his words, but his delivery almost sounded a little tired. Like, I don't know. Maybe he was having a, Rough week. I don't know. <laughs> right. And Mo was looking old. Like he he still looked great. <laughs> he was. Mo was probably the funniest. I think. I I think Mo delivered the most uh, in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. As for like funny lines and stuff. Um, but yeah, but he was like looking. You know, he's like. You know, a little bit like uh, watching uh, Angus Young come out in the schoolboy outfit. You know. <laughs> it is weird to see an old man with that bowl cut you know
0: yeah yes exactly it it's funny to watch watch them you know in our aged years <laughs> yeah <laughs> and to have these observations but the fir- i mean in the the first couple lines was gold because i shemp had the gold and then mo had the gold cuz uh, Mo's like, I can't believe we had to move all these, you know, this move, move this office all the way to the 13th floor or something. And Shemp is like loaded for bear with stuff. And, (laughs) and, um, Mo is just has a feather duster in his hand and Shemp is like, uh, you know, how did you make out like carrying that feather duster all the way to the office in the 13th floor? And I thought that was the funniest (laughs) line, but then Mo was like, uh, I don't know, but I managed. I'm managing. (laughs) And it it like immediately steals the thunder. It was just great. It was just great to be back in the,
1: yeah. And then Mo asks if he can handle one more, if he can handle carrying the feather duster too and just sets it on the stack (laughs) right in front of his face. He can't see anything.
0: Yeah. God. I You know, this is probably the, you know, you learn about, you learn about things and you learn about, One of the things I probably like glommed information from since watching the Three Stooges as a kid was, you know, it wasn't all fun and games for the Three Stooges. And this is the first episode I've seen since like learning that these guys were just actors and they were miserable most of the time. And like they really, you know, they were like working (laughs) schmucks. And now, like, I can't help, but, like, I can't just watch the Three Stooges. I can't, I couldn't just watch this episode and just enjoy it. Like, all this stuff was racing through my mind. Like, oh, my God, how many did they film that day? How miserable were they? And, like, how poor were they? You know, how how were they getting robbed? It's, like, I just, now I just want to, like, learn all that stuff for myself from, a you know, a credible, like, a source rather than, like, you know, picking up on it from random, like blurbs here and there crazy
1: that's cool to know yeah that's something i i'd like to do i wonder if there's any good documentaries made um about the the boys yeah um <clears throat> I, I i think the stooges have been in my head mainly because i i'm a frequent listener of the office hours uh show podcast tim Heinecker and they love the th- they they used to talk about the three stooges a lot more but most recently they've been they've they've had i think like two christmases ago they did a live show where they had uh curly g come and perform on stage with them and so curly g is like the great grand nephew of curly <laughs> of the original Curly, and he looks he doesn't look anything like curly but he he i guess he you can hire him to perform uh. three stooges bits by himself uh you know he's taken up the mantle of curly <laughs> uh, and most recently they had him do a they called they called in for producer Matt's birthday and he left a message he couldn't he couldn't be on the show cuz he was sick but he still like uh left this really long kind of annoying <laughs> message that just went on forever that wasn't really funny oh my gosh um it's it's, it's that's the greatest but, yeah but yeah i mean god there's just you know, I mean, you know, you've seen a, you know, I, I you know, uh, I love when Mo. they get to the house and the, the, the butler who's like tasked with getting a, a big brain for his boss, he, he sees Larry's head and he's like, oh, it's a high forehead. Yeah. I'm going to bring this guy. <laughs> but Mo stops him and said, wait a minute, I'm the brains of this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, ooh, brains. And happily brings Mo. right. I I just love it's just it's so funny like just you know the group of uh, the one guy in the group of like you know the biggest idiots on the planet saying I'm the brains of this outfit like it doesn't even have to yeah. work with the joke they're doing like it's just funny that he is asserting himself in that way because it's Mo he's just oh god I love him. I I you're you're talking about the cheapness of Stooges but how about that decapitation table that doctor had.
0: Uh, someone had to make Man. that, right? Somebody, yeah. And it probably, it, it took more than a day. It had to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was legit.
1: Yeah. Like it was, it looked like a, I don't know, like an old timey toilet, like a piece of wood with a hole in it. But then it just had
0: this big white. I know. <laughs> it's terrible. I did not, I did not expect the chair to work i did not expect the beheading table to work as it did i thought that was like a (laughs) backrest yeah yeah and you're like the hole was down by your ass it's not ergonomic uh, at all no no it's not ergonomic at all and i wonder if they you know reuse that in other shorts that that table yeah i couldn't help but maybe
1: it was something else yeah but yeah dopey dicks dale
0: highly recommend If you folks it's on youtube just go go and watch you happy uh you watched it oh my god i am ecstatic that i watched uh, three stooges i missed it i can't believe i've i haven't yeah had it in my life for this long yeah
1: yeah yeah i i that's what stopped me for a long time because i was like it's not streaming anywhere like where do you watch three stooges um like you can get dvd box sets and stuff but it just seems like everything's on youtube yeah. basically so but you know what? You know what helps is um, Letterbox because all that stuff's listed. Because I never, I don't know like the chronology and stuff of the Three Stooges. So, but Letterbox, there's lists on Letterbox that kind of help you uh, figure get the lay of the the Stooge land. Should we uh get right into it? Let's get right into it. We're forty five minutes in. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, Dale. I think we're gonna cut Dopey dicks out of the episode. <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> now I'm i just going to follow. I'm just going to close my eyes as I push play on the, on the edit and just let, it's probably <laughs> going to be mostly uncut and I'll just tie it up at the end. Chuck in 1932. Dr. X premiered Lionel Atwill, Fay Ray. Directed by Michael Curtis. Uh, Chuck. What what is Doctor X, and what what was the inspiration, if any, for you to pick this as as our first movie in October? Um. Okay. I, I, I mean, my thinking was
1: okay. It's October. I'm trying to ramp myself up. We're coming back in a big way. Uh, we got to pick some some spooky movie. We got to you know we got to stop with the action movies. You know, we got to do what we do best. Um, but staying true to my, the things I love, I was like, I was look, I poured through my whole uh watch list, which is several pages. I'll have you know. Um, Brag. a lot of candidates in there, a lot of candidates for good October films. Um, but of course, there's a part of me, Dale, that I can't, I can't quite explain. But it, it wants me to represent the elder statesman in in movies. It wants me to pick pre code horror. And I thought mm. you know what it's a good way to kick off October with uh something that I mean cinema was what thirty years old when this movie came out like which is longer than I would have uh, actually thought, but it's pretty it's pretty wild it's it's just a it's in its infancy this art form we love um yeah, so yeah, I came across dr X and I was I looked at the reviews I was like, yeah okay, this is I'm not a huge mad doctor movie fan. Um, but line, I mean, Lionel Atwill, this guy I've fallen in love with the last few years. I've watched a lot of movies with him in it, and he is just incredible. So I was like, all right, I'm taking a chance on this. It's pre code, so fingers crossed, we're gonna see something mm-hmm. really weird. Um, and I think it delivered on that. Um, yeah, that's that's how I came upon Doctor X. It was it was just sitting deep in my my watch list and uh I felt like it would be a good fit for to kick off October um, but what's it about Dale yeah, that's what you asked the moon killer he's on the loose in the city uh, and and the police say all clues point to an academy an academy of medicine run by Dr. Xavier uh, and he's got he's got a a group of weird doctors under his charge is
0: that fair to say Dale? It's like the League of Extraordinary Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. One's weirder than the next. And uh, in you know, Doctor Xavier, he he doesn't want the bad press uh, with a full on police investigation of his 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 pride and joy, of this academy. So he convinces the police, look, I've. <laughs> I've got a scientific method to root out the killer. If the killer is actually in, in, in my Academy and he's one of my guys, let me do my little thing. I'll figure out who it is. Just give me 48 hours. Please oblige. Um, Mm -hmm. still a story gets written. So he moves the whole troop up to long Island to a spooky house. He owns to do the experiment. And, uh, yeah, he, that's, that, that's, that's what we're faced with. Dr. X, uh, is, a group of weirdos in a big, scary house. Uh, And he's going to do a a little uh, experiment to root out the bad guy, root out the moon killer.
0: And that's Dr. X. Um, Dale, how did it hit you? The premise was so creative. I don't know what else to say. The the premise of this guy trying to find who is, you know, uh, giving his, his Academy a bad name. Yeah. By like this early, the whole thing was you know he he invented like this early lie detector system. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it was crazy. It's and the like the detail of the explanation of how the, his ginormous lie detector machine works too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's used by you know like it's him. Um, through like a series of different methods of trying to, you know, raise the ire of the killer who's strapped in, you know, the, 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 the everybody's strapped in so they can't escape with the idea that, uh, you know, he was going to force them to relive their crime by like showing pictures of the victims showing like reenactments of yeah. the crime to get, to get their blood boiling and, and, and it, it was, I, I just, I'm, I'm, uh, bowled over by this pre, you know, like back then it would be like, what if we had a lie detector machine? You know, that would just, that would solve everything in every movie. And like this, this, uh, idea happens to fall within, you know, a horror, a horror concept yeah. Like they were going to use this uh, lie detector concept in a, in a, in a horror movie. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. And we can't, I don't, I, is, I you can't stress enough. They, they never say the term lie detector. Like that's something we no. are saying. Cause we knew like, once we saw the explanation of what the machine is and what it does, we're like, Oh, that sounds like a lie detector machine. But like they do this super convoluted explanation because it's such a foreign idea of measuring somebody's like, Pulse, I guess, essentially, or their 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 blood pressure. I think that's what it was doing ultimately. <laughs> uh, but in 1932, yeah. that's a wacky, insane thing to like
0: visualize for the, the the for a common person, you know. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like it reminded me of a, a big version of. Like one of those little things you could like buy at the Franklin Institute and it would sit in the palm of your hand and like that red liquid would yeah. like rise to the top. I forget what those things are called, but it, it, it reminded yeah. me exactly of that. And the whole time there's this like uh fast talking, you know, comedic, the comedic presence in this movie that is straight, you know, strangely fits Uh, yeah. What, which, uh, I forgetting what the guy's name is.
1: Uh, Lee Tracy was the actor. Uh, he played, what was the character's name? Uh, Lee Taylor. Oh, Lee Tracy plays Lee Taylor. Okay.
0: Ah, okay. Um, and he's trying to investigate the whole thing himself. You know, he's, he gets wind that the, these murders are happening and he'd like to, um, you know, conduct his own investigation basically aside from the, the, the police, but he's got things to report he's got to report these things. So, um, yeah, you know, he makes his way into the house. He makes his way into the the lives of the people involved and he's sweet talking the girl, one of the girls that are uh, in the movie. And, um, it's like this whole mashup of horror And a lot more slapstick and comedy that I would have expected out of the movie poster and the premise of the movie, but not to its detriment. It's very like, it's, it's meshed in very well.
1: Yeah. It's funny how it always, the comedy always surprises me in movies of this era, like horror movies of this era. Like I should expect it because it's so prevalent, but I'm always like, I'm always in that headspace of, Oh, I'm watching a spooky old horror movie. Like Um, But it's so common (laughs) that they were like, we got to, you know, I, I, you know, I wonder, I'm sure I've wandered this, pondered this before on the air of like, what, like, what was their, their thinking? Like, were they, were they like, we need something for everybody? You know, they're like, we can't, we can't have it be all ghosts and goblins. We got to have, you know, something funny in here too. Or was it like they were yeah. genuinely, or was it like they're they, they like, we need to like r- let the air out of the tires a little bit. Like we need, we need to like release the tension because like, like people are going to be so freaked out by this monster. Like we need <laughs> to right. have a guy <laughs> making jokes, yeah. you know, to like lighten the mood. So people aren't soiling their cushions
0: in the theaters. I don't know. I don't know. I would have never, that's a good, uh, that's a good way of looking at it. I don't think I've ever would looked at it like that, but I, you got to put yourself in 1932 and you're making pre pre-code horror, which, you know, they didn't know there was a code to be pre about, but you know, this is like a new medium and they're potentially scaring the wits out of people. So somebody, somebody, you know, with the brains of the operation are thinking, well, we got to throw something in for, you know, to, you know, like to leave the light on, like we need to have our light lights on. And this com- comedy yeah. is the version of like lights on while you're trying to watch a movie. So you're not freaked out. Yeah. Um, Wow. That's, yeah, that's good way of looking at it because they potentially know that they are going to be scaring the crap out of people with something like this. And they need this, uh this fella to fast yeah. talk and, and like bring some brevity to, a potentially devastating situation. Yeah, I
1: mean, I watched this right after the Three Stooges short, and it like when uh Lee Tracy's like wandering around the morgue. You know, he he was hiding himself as a dead body to listen in and the cops talking to the doctor. But like he he's like bumbling through that morgue, and like every time he sees a stiff, he's like, "Hey, oh, you know," very Three Stoogesy like <laughs> sounds. And I was like, "This yeah. is really goofy." Like, this is... (laughs) Yeah. And he's, like, talking with that dumb beat cop who, like, gives him the exploding cigar. (laughs) Like, that old... The exploding cigar bit. This is like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) And the handshake buzzer apparatus that he... That he, like... The whole movie, it's like a running thing where he shakes several people's hand with this buzzer in his hand. (laughs) It's so crazy. my God. And there's... It's like... Uh, there's a lot more in the beginning yeah there's a you know like sets the stage for the the murder and whatnot but there's a lot more of that comedy front loaded until things start getting really hairy on the back end you know what I mean so it's like you're it's yeah it's in your face yeah. with all that that comedy for a lot of it
1: yeah and and he kind of disappears for the last act um and it the comedy kind of stops and you're like things get very a lot more heavy horror movie um until he uh, pops up again at the end but um yeah that's yeah um yeah it, and he was good I, I read his wikipedia a little bit he was like he basically made a career out of playing this character like he he would always play huh. reporters basically reporters like fast talking reporters yeah. that's what he did <laughs> huh. and he's good at it yeah. the only, and i i was surprised at his age cuz like well in the movie they kept referring to him as like that nice handsome young man. And I was like, this guy looks like he could be 50, honestly, but he was, he was in his early thirties when they shot. I was like, Oh, okay. He's not, he's not that old. (laughs) Okay. But, uh, but he, he looked older than he should have. I think, um, I don't know. The other thing I love watching movies, early movies is that it's harder to predict what's going to happen. Um, um, because they haven't, they hadn't like necessarily hammered out their formulas of how movies work yet. And I, I, I only say this because I, I love the section in the beginning where the movie's just like, all right, we're gonna go into the, the, me, the Academy of Medicine, and we're gonna visit every doctor, <laughs> like all five of our suspects in a row in their respective laboratories, and we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get an introduction, we're gonna figure out why each one is kooky. (laughs) You know, it's, it's just such a, um, it was such a weird, like deliberate way to do that. Like nowadays, like some screenwriting nerd would be like, you can't, you can't just do that. You're, you know, that's too, that's too easy. You can't just do it like a lineup like that, but it, but it kind of works. Like, it's like, that's probably what the police would do. They just fucking go with Dr. Xavier's like, all right, I'll introduce you everyone. (laughs) Uh, and look at the lay of the
0: land here. It was like this introduction to this. Um, I don't know. It was like, it it was like your introduction to the, to a super team or something or your suspects, uh, you know, like a clue or something like these are your suspects. Here's, here's the information you can use to maybe help inform your decision. Like their specialties. I like that they had like specialties and what they were working on. Like, it was very academic in a way, but also helped you f- form your own opinion about who it could have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they do, you know, that's where all the red herrings start too. Cause like,
1: like you meet Dr. Wells and the, as soon as uh, the police see that he's got a fake arm, he's like, oh,
0: well, there's no way he could have uh, strangled that woman to death. Hey there, baby bats and baby spiders. At this point, Old Dale's internet crapped out for about 20 minutes. So, I'll save you the gore, but he was one hell of a troubleshooter during these times. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll save that audio for the clip show. But at this point, instead of canceling the whole goddamn podcast... Chuck kept me on track and convinced me to uh, pick it up at some point during the discussion. So here is the rest of the show. Thanks, Chuck. And thanks, guys, for your support.
1: I'm trying to remember what I was saying. I was in the middle of something.
0: Oh, but I do like, I loved the, uh,
1: oh yeah, so like Dr. Wells, they're like, oh, he he's only got one arm and there's no way it's him. Everyone, including us, kind of wrote him off. Well, I did. not I did. But um, right? What was the? Oh, I loved how the one the one I can't remember which doctor it was, but they they saw his stash his his stash of French art magazine that he was secretly reading in his science books, and they both gave each other this lifted eyebrow look, and I was like, are th- Are they just saying this guy's a chronic masturbator, and there's no way he's into killing people? <laughs> was that their uh their big clue? For this guy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like just letting the people know out there. Yeah, we know
1: we know what this guy is
0: doing. (laughs) I I truly um I didn't uh I had the guy with the one arm written off until the doctor said, well, this guy only has one arm and the killer clearly has two, so he doesn't need to be strapped in. He's going to be running the experiment for I, I was know. like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 there we go.
1: <laughs>
0: so ridiculous. That was great. <laughs> but the way he came about. Yeah. Really cool. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll
1: get to it. Um, yeah, and all through this, there's, there, you know, there's a killer on the loose, and we we get a glimpse of this monster. There's only one scene of the monster until the end. And I, I've, half the movie I was thinking I was like, was that scene a mistake? Did they like put this in from another movie? <laughs> like, cause he doesn't come back at all, you know. If they were making this, yeah, you know, 50 years later, we, we would have had like three scenes of the monster, you know. Mm-hmm. attempting to kill someone or creeping around in the hallway, you know. But it was, it, it put you on edge, I think, because you only saw him once and you're like, and it's a really scary when you see, you're like, oh my, like it's a really ugly monster guy, really horrible hands. And you're like, oh my God. Like he comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh yeah. It's freaky. But the movie just like, like you, we're not going to refer to that ever again, you know, until the last 10 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. <laughs> like, And it's, it's, it is weird. It like plays tricks on you. Cause you're like, I saw this guy, but no one has talked about this, this freak running around. Like, um, uh, did you laugh when they, the title card said, uh, whatever the town was that they're in Long Island? um, like it cut from the city to Long Island's big spooky haunted house. <laughs> yeah. It it had the same quality of like the opening of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and they're like New Jersey, and it's the <laughs> mad scientist Lair. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, like uh, wow, that immediately paints a uh, yeah. a, a a picture that uh,
1: <laughs> like maybe in the thirties, like I guess, labeling Long Island. Long Island was yeah. not what we think of it as it is today, but. Yeah. But sure, yeah.
0: a big spooky house on the cliffs. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Do <laughs> it. Yeah. Long Island is that. Yeah. At that time.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, so he gets all the doctors up in this house and they're all huffy and puffy, but he's you know, the, it's great, this giant room with this crazy machine, like and like the doctor like Lionel Atwill's like theory of what was it? Like he's like everyone has like kinks in their brain and uh, if you, you can pull them out with electrical impulses or some crap, I don't know. And I can measure that. <laughs> yeah. It was so convoluted and insane, but I, I loved it. I loved it because it sounded, you know, put yourself in the shoes
0: of, a someone in the thirties. You're like, yeah, this sounds legit. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, these. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're going to use science. You're going yeah. to use science to figure out who the liar is here,
1: and we're even going to have a, and, uh, a visual it, representation of the the measurement of, like you said, those things, the Franklin Institute things. You know, the, we're going to watch yeah. the water go up when uh, the person is feeling anxious about uh, seeing the blood crimes boils. they've committed. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the what the crazy thing is, like it's it's the cacophony of the last 10 minutes of the movie. Whew, man, it's like the the movie was
1: sitting in neutral for like 40 minutes and then yeah, all of a sudden man. they slammed on the gas. And you're like, "Oh my god."
0: <laughs> it, it yeah, it's like the 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 movie is flipped on its it, it, it does a complete 180. Yeah. And uh it turns into this it turns into this crazy thrill ride. Just, I mean, the fact that the, just the fact that the, the bloodlust of this monster, like he's getting his jollies because he knows everybody else is strapped in, in that moment. The female is like part of the reenactment. Oh yeah. Oh, he's so excited, but he's got to get his right then and there. I, I, I was like, my jaw was slacked when, uh, this is, this is how it went down. Cause he like murders one of the doctors as they're strapped in the lights out. Yeah. The lights go out and one of them drops dead and you're like, what
1: the heck? Um, but yeah, but how about the, tra- I mean the transformation scene though, Dale, like when, when Dr. Wells goes into his little room to, to start the other, the, the other, the lie detector shit, he, he reaches in and pulls out this, Rubber hand, this monster hand that we we like. Wait <laughs> a second, I've seen that hand before. Yeah, and he mutters to himself, "Synthetic, synthetic flesh." flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then he oh, goes God. over to this bubbling cauldron that's filled with uh, synthetic flesh goo, and he just starts rubbing it all over his face, Dale, and he just covers My himself. God, yeah. <laughs> and it goes. And, he, re- and he it goes on so long of him. Yeah covering himself in this fake flesh and, and even with a tidy nice wig on top. I love that he covered up all of his hair
0: with the fake flesh and then he put a wig on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> and he is so proud of his science. He's so proud of his science. Yeah. that uh, As he's putting his face on, he has to repeat the word synthetic flesh.
1: Synthetic flesh yeah oh yeah over and over again that's the other thing we forgot to talk about like there's this whole cannibal like everyone's saying oh it's a cannibal it's a cannibal the killer's a cannibal because there's pieces of flesh missing from every victim Uh, but what it turned out is Dr. Wells that's his specialty is bringing he's like a Dr. Frankenstein he wants to bring flesh back to life so he's like uh uh, taking flesh and shooting it with uh, electricity to keep it alive or whatever um so he's like that's like the, he has got this fake flesh hand that he he charges up uh, in his little electronic thing. At first, I was like, "What is he doing? Why is he like electrocuting yeah. himself like that?" I was like, "Oh, he's charging up his flesh,
0: <laughs> right?" It's so it, fucking awesome <laughs> to give it life once again. Yeah. God, and I like how you know with his um the the other doctor is just completely stern. He's like, oh no, it's cannibalism. There's, there's no other, that's it. There's no other explanation. Yeah. I'm sorry, police yeah. officer, but that's, that's the only explanation. I can not, give that, you. No,
1: I've exhausted all the other options in my brain in a
0: half a second. Cannibalism. It's, it's cannibalism. Yeah. Cannibalism yeah. is the only thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. And then our, our, you know, but, uh, uh, Lee Tracy there saves the day because he was uh, posing as one of the uh, mannequins, and he chases the killer. Yeah,
0: and uh, spe- he spears him out the uh, the window. <laughs> I know that, and he catches fire and everything. Oh Yeah, he catches fire on the. It's, yeah. it's like a violent, yeah. it's violent, and he dies on the uh, the craggy
1: rocks next to the ocean. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a little worried because it did it it started to drag a little bit, but that man, that climax, it really climax. made the whole thing yeah. come together and you're like, Oh my God, this is. I,
0: yeah. Phew. Just the audacity of, you know, uh, the killer not being able to take a night off. <laughs> You know, he's like, he has to up his game. Like, that's the only way he can get off now is like everybody's trapped in the same room. He's got to kill her. He's got to kill her where everybody's watching. It's the only way. Oh, yeah. It's the only way it could be done. It's going to be great. He can't. Yeah, he can't let it go another day when she goes home and, uh, you know, the doctor blames somebody else. Yeah. And like pins it on somebody else. Can't. Can't have it. I like at the end, too, you know, the reporters like back to. It's like a half hour after he murders the murderer, and he's like laying it on thick with with her. He's like uh, really trying to sweet talk her, make her laugh. Yeah, calling the society pages to making a pre
1: announcement of their <laughs> nuptials. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. God damn, great movie.
1: <sighs> yeah, that was fun. That was a good way to kick off October. Got me in the mood. Um, Dale, let's uh. Let's roll into uh, the mailbag. Let's roll into the mailbag. Let's put on our synthetic flesh hands and reach into the, our synthetic flesh mailbag.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Synthetic flesh. Synthetic flesh.
1: Synthetic flesh.
0: 315-544-0966. That's the official Bat and Spider hotline. And that's what you would call because we're back now. spiderpod at gmail.com. That's what you would email to send us an email because we're back now. Yeah, we're back now over the bail I'm pretty sure we, we have one here by don't forget about us. I mean, it's been a month and we got one today. Tim Hamilton, <gasps> the original original letter letter. Writer. Yeah. You are back. Tim goes on to say, Hey, bats and spiders, folk, I'm so glad Dale is back. I'm so glad you reunited as it feels so good. Reunited cause we all understood. There's one perfect fit and sugar. This one is it. We're all so excited cause you're reunited. Hey, Hey, I sat here staring at the same old wall, but Dale is back and now it's fall. Love TJ Hamilton.
1: Is that a, it copy and paste from a uh, song genius or whatever that website's called? <clears throat>
0: Yeah. He probably just copied right off of the Google uh, results page. Let's be honest. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Thanks, Tim. It's good to thanks, be, there. Tim. Thanks, f- thanks for caring. Yeah. Thanks for giving a crap, Tim. <laughs> you know? In a month. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, buddy.
1: Everyone listening, to- go listen to SETI PIMCO.
0: Yeah, Seti Bimco Part Two, Season Two. Really? Yeah, they call it they call their podcast Part Two now or something. Cedi Bimco the 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 second or something. I'm sorry if I, that sounds mean <coughs> by me sounding uninterested. <laughs> Got it, Chuck. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's my turn to pick a movie. It is it certainly is. Oh, mama mia, Chuck. I. I spent about seven minutes today at work. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, what, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta narrow down my choices and pick a movie. I, 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 I narrowed down nothing. Okay. So join me for the next half hour as I peruse. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Well, I have a uh, while you're doing that. I have a, if you don't mind me picking another short to watch next week, if we want to. Oh yeah, that. please reveal. Let's um. What's this one. So, oh, let's make. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's on YouTube. Okay. All right. So, our uh, our uh, our short for next week. We're going to watch The Black Tower from 1987, directed by John Smith. It's 23 minutes long. A man finds himself haunted by a mysterious black tower in London that appears to follow him wherever he goes. That's it. That's all you get. And if you Google mm. Black Tower on uh, YouTube, you'll find a copy of it.
0: Da-da,
1: it's just that it's kind of like a thriller. <laughs> and I think it's the middle of the night.
0: Jenny, Jenny <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 There's no telling with the alien inside. Um, I just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I guess it's a, it's a horror movie. It just doesn't know if it's a, feels like a Halloween fall movie. You know, that's my problem with the, my pick. So I keep looking for more okay if that makes any sense
1: no it does yeah
0: within the horror realm I think we're fine okay uh Chuck Chuck I'm ready I think I have one okay I have one here 1967's Spider Baby directed by Jack Hill oh oh baby your your least favorite (laughs) Chaney oh boy that's right Chuck <laughs> In this movie, what? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I've he- I've heard the I've heard of sp- I've heard the the movie name. I've heard the movie yes. title, Spider Baby. Yeah. but I, I I can't tell you much more than that.
1: Same here. Yeah, I've I've heard this name so many times, uh, and it's a shock that that neither of us has, has seen this thing. But uh, but boy, uh, come into my parlor," said the spider to the dot dot dot. A caretaker devotes himself to three demented siblings after their father's death, but then money-hungry relatives show up to usurp their inheritance. And boy, why is it called Spider Baby, Dale? Right?
0: People want and to know. And how old is Lon Chaney Jr. in 1967? Oh God, he probably looks like a big pile of shit in this. <laughs> just God, he just want to say that to his face. I know it. You're gonna, as soon as he appears on screen, you're gonna say that. Yeah, look at this. Look at this sack. Look at you're this. Gonna, you're gonna say, L- Larry. <laughs> Larry, look at this. Look at this, look Larry. At this me- human mess. <laughs> uh, so join us. Uh, join us um, next week as as we all watch. Spider baby for, uh, for the show.
1: Fantastic pick Dale. I'm excited. I'm officially booking it into the log into the advanced spider watch list.
0: Yes. Okay. Great. Um, until, until such a time as when we get back together to review spider baby and, and all that we've done, check out our Kofi page. It's still there. KO FI.com. We thank you for all of your support. Um, any donation whatsoever gets you a, a, a access to a backlog of exclusive audio, and that's fun. F- yeah, we now accept uh, we now accept uh, not just PayPal but Stripe, so you could uh, you know plug in a credit card information or I think Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatnot. Uh, we got it all on UHF. That's not all we got, Dale.
1: Um <gasps> by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to go to batonspider.com and check out our brand new pair of bat and spider stickers. All new designs, That's right. bigger, bigger, bigger. and better. Uh, we got They're one, a uh, new version of the logo. That's uh it's a, it's a big, it's a pretty big boy. It's not like a full old school bumper sticker size, but it's pretty big. So this, this is, but this is a bumper material. This is like, you're going to put this oh, yeah. over your uh, license plate so that you don't have to pay the bridge toll. <laughs> And then we got another bat and spider square sticker that's uh, got something I swiped from an Italian horror comic and uh, it's, it's aimed to please. So yeah, everyone uh, smile, everyone enjoy (laughs) what I'm trying to say.
0: I'm so tired, Dale, Uh, but yeah, we got new stickers. Chuck, thanks for, thanks for remembering to bring those up. Yeah. So yeah, this is Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even during our month off, Chuck working, Chuck working it, you know? Yeah. The only way he knows how <laughs> the bare minimum. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. High
1: five. High five. Um, down. Let's end this. My God, you got to go. We got to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. We got to get out of here because it's, it's uh 6 a.m. Italia in <laughs> Italia. <laughs> Ripes. Love, you guys. love you guys. Thanks for your thanks for your support. Yeah, we're back. We'll be more rest. We're back next week. Fingers Maybe we're back. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We're back. Fingers crossed.
1: This is the new. This is the new level we're at. We're not gonna move beyond this energy level. This is it. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. Love you, Chuck. Love you. Love you, Dale. The theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This 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 is a Tape Deck podcast.